I got a text uh, this week from uh, a member of the audience, a member of Little Captain Travis, uh, who I didn't know listened. He okay. said, free legal advice is absolutely tremendous. A big thanks to you and your kin for ushering it into existence. And this person is an actual lawyer. So I, I said, that means a lot coming from a lawyer. And he said, it is a much needed service. So how about that? So, you know, uh, the of my friends who listen, which might be more than one of them, mm. uh, the one who definitely does listen and is the biggest fan is a lawyer. Wow. No shit. That's real. I mean, I don't, know why, uh, I don't know why we're surprised that lawyers yeah, listen free to free legal, legal advice. advice. Yeah. Because they're, they're probably at their notes. jobs like sweating like, right. oh, jeez, oh, the yeah, boss one. is uh, breathing down my neck. Uh, Google free, free legal, legal advice. advice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And they listen to this at night and come in all confident and cocksure walking around <laughs> mm-hmm. the courtroom like they own the damn place the next Your day. Your Honor. Yeah. As he undoes his belt like. <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel versus Mahoney clearly states. <laughs> yeah. Your Honor, the the defendant could not possibly have balanced himself on the plaintiff's back while he was (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) May 25th, 1977. Uh, A gritty epic space opera called Star Wars debuts. A film filled with spaceships, robots, laser fights, groundbreaking special effects, and it shatters box office records everywhere. Uh, It sends Hollywood scrambling to take advantage of this new space craze. December 18th, 1979, another gritty epic space opera featuring spaceships, robots, laser fights, (laughs) and groundbreaking special effects debuts. This one is called The Black Hole. And despite being the most expensive movie Disney ever made up to that Time, it does not shatter box office records. So today, let's talk about why the black hole, it disappeared from the popular consciousness as is almost like it was sucked back down into oblivion by some sort of super strong so you know like pretty much every disney movie is like stolen from some other idea like all of uh, every story they steal from some existing thing and then they, like, about? they didn't they, invent cinderella they or sleeping beauty file all Hood? the edges off of it and then there you go here this is our thing now it's ours uh Maybe, after having watched The Black Hole, maybe that's for the best. Maybe they shouldn't have any original ideas. Just, just you know keep what? stealing from other people, Disney. Yeah. Please. It's like picking kids in dodgeball and someone goes, I'll take Derek, and everyone else goes, good. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's uh-huh. wrong with Derek? <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, so, now I don't want to, you know... Assume that you don't have positive reviews or positive things to say. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Matt, okay, let's do this. Matt, so yeah. what's the premise of the movie? I'll give you my quick synopsis, and then we can briefly walk through the plot. But the, I would say it is about a space voyage near a black hole that discovers something disturbingly wrong with the mad scientist on another spaceship near a black hole. Right. Mm-hmm. I, well, as we it, all know, every black hole has orbiting it a derelict space station with a madman performing uh, unholy uh, science on it. Now, you might be uh, yeah. wondering if you know about black holes. Oh, they have such powerful gravitational pull. How can a, a, a spaceship like just be sitting so close to a black hole? Well, according to the mad scientist who runs the spaceship, they're in a Mexican standoff with yep, the black with hole. The black hole. Yes. Yeah, that, now it's true that they're there on the they're they are on the positive side of the event horizon. Yeah, they're not, I mean they're not, not too gonna, far. Right. But you they're can be near close. Niagara Falls but not get sucked into yeah. it kind of a thing. Okay. But yes, he does. The say explanation it's... is we're in a Mexican standoff. <laughs> That's his explanation of the science behind it. You see, I, I have the black hole's girlfriend at knife point. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay. Grant, that, and I did that. That is my favorite, or maybe that's my third favorite line from the movie. But uh, I, I got a fave. That that's that's the one sentence. Like if you're flipping through Netflix, the one sentence synopsis is: oh, yeah. a spaceship is in a Mexican standoff with a black hole. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's everything I need to know. We're gonna let, we're gonna break down the specific components, like dialogue, characters, uh, right. production. Let's just quick. I'm gonna quickly read through the uh, plot according to Wikipedia. 
Nearing the end of a long mission exploring deep space, the spacecraft USS Palomino is returning to Earth. The crew consists of Captain Dan Holland, First Officer Lieutenant Charlie Pizer, journalist Harry Booth. I had no idea he was a journalist. Uh, ESP-sensitive scientist Dr. Kate McRae. No idea she was ESP-sensitive. Are, uh, are you kidding me? Huge- yeah, that's a, that's, that's a whole that's big a major yeah. plot point. That's how she communicates to the robots point. and the. That, okay, I, on we go. Hit the plot. The expert. No, no, no. I, so I actually thought. I, I guess I thought she was just intuitive. Like I think these robots are trying to tell us something. <laughs> there was a line <laughs> no, that I was so it, fucked it, up. At, He's at like, the beginning. see if you can. Yeah, he says, see if you can get through to Vincent with your ESP. And I thought maybe ESP had to mean something else. And then it's like, <laughs> and then they zoom in on her, and well, she's like staring yeah. and. And then the robot can use ESP. It's a robot. robot? Yes. Right, right. It's a robot. You know how you can communicate to the robot? With all kinds of wireless technology, radio frequency. No, ESP. ESP. Bluetooth. And later they mention how some of us robots were sent into space to, into black holes to ESP the result. ESP, my God, 1970s. All right. By the way, Matt, you may have, I think I know why Matt oh missed God. it, because she seamlessly shifted from staring vacantly off camera without moving, <laughs> to staring vacantly off camera without moving, with a little bit of a theremin, and then oh cutting, my God. To, cutting to a more persuasive actor, which is uh, R2-3PO, or whatever yeah. that's. Yeah, that's, it's right. C3-D2. I called him yeah. R2-3PO as well, then my nose. Yeah. Dude, okay. the limpest... The limpest female characters. You could replace her with a blanket that screams. It would be the same. Like, there's no well, I compelling think she only acting. The one time, otherwise. <laughs> but it just yeah. So the blanket doesn't have to scream. Yeah, all the, it's to, just like yeah. You don't even have to do that. What is she doing? You could replace oh, her with God. her lines. Just the physical pages from the script. <laughs> just tape them to someone's back. Anyway, now I should I should mention that the the diminutive robot. His name is. All caps, Vincent, which stands for Vital Information Necessary Centralized. That's not, <laughs> that doesn't, that, that doesn't, doesn't work. Not, does not work. Vincent. Okay. No. Oh, it does not work. Okay. Uh, okay. The Palomino crew discovers a black hole in space with a large spaceship nearby. Deciding to investigate, the Palomino encounters a mysterious null gravity field surrounding the Cygnus. The Cygnus appears abandoned. You know, okay, so I'll say this. Um... At first, I thought the beginning was really good. I thought it started real great, this movie. I thought it was, like, super hot and sexy. And then I realized I was watching The Black Hoe. <laughs> <laughs> then after watching Black Hoe 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. I put this thing on, and I thought the video was broken, because for two minutes, it's just like... Oh, yeah. They just play the an score, overture. and it's black. There's an overture. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that to me, I'm like, sig- is this broken? What's signals that like <laughs> Disney is all in? Like this is a, a, a space epic. We're we're starting with a overture. You can overture, take these like right? artistic license with things like this, or like, like it's this a real is going to be a big all time classic. We we're starting with an uh, a fucking overture. This yeah. shit cake has at least one tablespoonful of 2001: A Space Odyssey in it. They're like, oh, yeah, well, it's got a couple. It's yep. got many. I'm just saying, there's at least a bit. I I think. <laughs> I think they went, uh, but they definitely went with uh, "Get Me Stanley Kubrick's Non-Union Mexican Equivalent" <laughs> when they when they did. So. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, well, let's get through the sh- the, the rest of the story. So, um, the Palomino boards the Cygnus. The Palomino crew boards the Cygnus to find the ship's commander, Doctor Hans Reinhold, a, a brilliant scientist, aided by a crew of faceless, black-robed android drones and his sinister-looking robot Maximilian. Um. I didn't find him so sinister looking as much as uh, looking Hilarious. more like uh, some old football equipment, a lampshade, uh, and a, and a <laughs> sp- red spray paint can. But. Well, it was probably the speed with which they didn't move uh, a muscle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the, stu- it's the scarecrow on your porch wearing the town's football jersey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reinhardt explains that everyone uh, aboard the ship... Uh, all the humans aboard the ship had previously died, including uh, Kate's father. Uh, he then reveals that he spent the last 20 years studying black holes and intends to fly the Cygnus through the black hole. Um, mm-hmm. Only Durant believes it's possible and asks to accompany Reinhardt on the trip. The rest of the crew goes sus- grows suspicious of the faceless drone's human-like behavior. Booth sees an old robot limping. 
and Holland witnesses a robot funeral. <laughs> Which, of yeah. course, is a dead giveaway every time. Yeah. Robots don't have funerals. <laughs> uh, old capital B-O-B, Bob, <clears throat> which stands for Biosanitation Battalion? Yeah, uh, yeah, I I heard him say Bio that. I'm like, sanitation battalion. The second oh, we yes. realized he wasn't leaving, he was part of the crew. <laughs> yes, he joined yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy. As soon as we, as soon as that <laughs> happened, my wife just goes, nah, "I've had enough." Yeah, and I was relegated yeah. to finish this movie in the basement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go down there <laughs> and you think watch of it. what you've done. Think of what you're watching. Oh, Bob. yes, fucking Bob. voiced by Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens, a robot. Inexplicably, he talks like this. Well, gee, Sheriff, that black hole is getting awful close to the town. <laughs> well, I sure do suck. He's if you, awful. If, uh, members of the audience, if you don't know the name Slim Pickens, you absolutely know the voice because it's every voice, uh, voiced character that uh, Grant just did. Was he actually you... voiced by Slim Pickens? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but the, the yeah. direction was like, Slim, you're really boisterous, you're really cartoony, fun, and personable. Here's the thing. You're voicing a dead robot thing, so don't emote. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're really depressed and sad. But still do like this silly cowboy voice because you're a robot, of course. Right. So, any long story short, Bob ends up telling uh, the Cygnus crew that these are not androids at all. That they're actually Mm-mm-mm. the human crew who mutinied and uh, Reinhardt had them lobotomized and reprogrammed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Their original now, programming was not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these humans. <laughs> Uh, now we've got a conflict on our hands. The Cygnus crew uh, must escape the Palomino and or potentially save these uh, zombie-like robots. Ah, the saving part was so confused. What are you saving? Yeah. I don't know. They they even say that. They're like, well, wait a minute. Aren't they too dead to even do anything with? Which Bob says, and I will get to that because that's a real big one for me. But, okay, so they have a choice, you know. What are yes. they going to do? Yeah. So, Matt, what do they do? Uh, so... When Kate tells Durant, he removes uh, the faceplate from a drone to reveal a zombie-like face of a crew member. Mm -hmm. Appalled, Durant tries to flee the bridge with Kate, but Maximilian kills him. Reinhardt Mm -hmm. takes Kate prisoner, uh, ordering his sentry robots to take the ship's hospital, take her to the hospital bay to be lobotomized herself. Mm -hmm. Just as that process begins, Holland, along with Vincent and Bob, rescue Kate. Meanwhile, fearing the situation is escalating dangerously, Booth attempts to escape alone in the Palomino. Reinhardt orders the craft shot down, but the weapons, uh, fi- the weapon fire sends the ship crashing into the Cygnus, destroying its portside anti-gravity force field generator. Which was clear that that's what happened. Comma, leaving the starboard <laughs> one fully functional. <laughs> like, the details here. Yes. yes. An, an inconvenient meteor storm then destroys the starboard uh, yeah. generator. Did Corey. you know uh, that was a meteor storm? No. You mean because it, it was just, a lava lamp? St- yeah. I it, it looked it just, just like a lava lamp happening. Like. Wait, what's happening? Why is this? What's you know, going meteors, on? rocks in space, how they look like glowing blobs. Yeah, glowing They're like blob orange shaped. blobs. I am so yeah. glad to hear you guys say that because as 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 I've already um, revealed, I really lost track of what the hell was going on right away. I didn't even know she had ESP. Uh, this was my topic. This was my idea. I was excited about it, and I dozed off so many times during this movie, even to try to follow and take notes. Uh, so at one point, when I looked up, I was like, "What the fuck are these red space jellyfish?" Like I didn't. I yeah. had no idea what they were. What was really confusing is how one breaks into the ship. And then yes. rolls like uh, Indiana Jones, and yes. they have to like trip mm. in front of it and have a little drama as a meteorite rolls through your spaceship. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yes. those are the it rules was for rolling. that. So it, you know, it's of course traveling, you know, millions of miles an hour or whatever, however fast a meteor goes. You know, you tell me. But but then it just gets in the ship and just starts rolling like a mm-hmm. big glowing meatball mm-hmm. down the thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, wow. Uh, so. Uh, Maximilian confronts the others and fatally damages Bob moments before he himself is damaged by Vincent and drifts out of the broken ship into the black hole. Holland, Pizer, McRae, and Vincent reach the probe ship and launch only to discover the controls locked onto a flight path that takes them into the black hole. Cut to Stanley Kubrick's non-union Mexican equivalent in a surreal uh-huh. sequence inside the black hole which resembles heaven and hell... Reinhardt becomes merged with Maximilian in a burning, hellish landscape populated by dark-robed specters resembling the Cygnus drones. 
Next, a floating angelic figure with long flowing hair passes through a cathedral-like arched crystal tunnel. Yes. Carrying Holland, Pfizer, McRae, and Vincent, then emerges from a white hole and is last seen flying through space towards a planet near a bright This star. is the ending this of our Disney space adventure. <laughs> As we travel through this weird Stargate thing. Uh, that, oh, boy. Um, so that is... Yes, an odd and detailed re- recap. But uh, so that's the story. Um, let's dig in a little bit further, starting with um, so the story itself, the writing, uh, the plot, <laughs> dialogue, the the dialogue itself. It's so stiff. Um, well, thank you. It's very stiff. The thi- it's like so like you you've made the Star Wars comparison, and really mm-hmm, the only right. comparison to Star Wars, I think, other than it being in space, is that. Star Wars is inspired by, like, the serials from the 40s or whatever. And this is them like, okay, well, what if we do a movie that's, like, 50s sci-fi B movie, except Mm. in 1979 for some reason? Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, all the dialogue, the way everything's shot, the the plot, the way, everything. Everything is just 50s sci-fi B movie. Right, where it dwells more on the science than on what should be an entertaining movie. Like, so you mentioned how stiff the dialogue is. Oh in the whole beginning, they just kind of keep talking about science crap or space crap, but in such a dumb way that doesn't yes. make any sense. It's not even, it's not like flying through a black hole. Yes, it's not I, like um, sci-fi. It's like fake sci-fi. Like, well, we right. don't actually understand what we're talking about, and we're not going to try. So think a, the, a comparison for me is like, Let's make the jump to hyperspace. Okay, they say mm-hmm. some hyperspace. Mm-hmm. You get something out of mm-hmm. that. But then it doesn't work, and it's dramatic about how they can't get it to work and how they're trying, and my God, we got to fight these guys off. Whether There's a struggle about that. It's about the drama. It's about the scene. In this one, they're about to fly through the black hole. Cut to Reinhardt mumbling, literally, B squared. B squared. squared. Everything squared. was he was squared. B squared. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All then he'll also talk about is like, and the tumbling vortex is how we provo- enough blah blah blah. It's like no one cares about this what? crap. And I'm gonna come back to this. It's a Disney kids movie. Yes. Yeah. It's a Disney mm-hmm. space adventure. Movie, but is that it's, what it's about. It's populated by characters from different movies. So they're like, let's get Captain Nemo on a spaceship. <laughs> Captain Nemo. Yeah, it's right. clearly Captain Nemo on a spaceship. Even down to the point where he's like, I have this big, uh, like, you know, nautical chart of all my formulas. I want you to take these formulas back to Earth that I wrote on paper. Here are my uh-huh. formulas. And, there's a letter <laughs> down. and his 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 uh, his dining room is the butt of a ship. Like, it's the yeah. captain's quarters of a ship. And totally. when Maximilian plays uh, that ukulele and says, I swear by the skin of my tattoo, I was like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah. right. He's, got yeah. the, he's got the turtle shell ukulele. Hey, really? Like, and they also have a funeral. Then, There's a funeral. So, that's you know. true. That is true. There's you another know, one. Dude, it's totally... 20,000 leagues didn't realize above that. the sea. Uh, 20,000 leagues black under hole. the hole. Yes. <laughs> another one of the leagues of the movie is... So the, the Nautilus in 20,000 leagues, you know how it kind of glows from the inside and has that sort of... It does uh, I don't look know, like Victorian that. kind of look, right? Mm, yeah. Like wrought mm, iron with right. glowing mm-hmm. um, old greenhouse windows. There is a greenhouse with that same wrought iron crap. Well, basically, the, the outside, whole that ship, ship looks, looks like that. that way. Yeah, exactly. The ship yeah. looks like so, a Gothic yeah. church. Yeah, hmm. under construction, like like they're they're about yeah. to start power washing. <laughs> there you go. Yep. One thing that I thought was interesting is just the decision you make when you're doing a space movie. Um, do people float on your spaceship or not? And I think that kind of sets your <laughs> sets the tone. Like in Star Wars, it's you you, you don't float around. No one ever floats, right? Yeah. Um, and then you find a, a movie where like you do float, and then then it's like, oh well, we have we're going hardcore science, and Those we have to explain rules. like how people move around. Okay. This one, point. there's like such a mix in between. Like they're all sitting on a ship uh, in the in the earlier scenes, and it's like, okay, cool, they're just chilling on a spaceship. That's what I expect. But then someone and like then floats someone in. kind of floats in and the camera the you know, Stanley Kubrick's non union Mexican equivalent starts like <laughs> rotating the camera as people are floating. I'm like how are the other people like sitting? And so like that I think is a good example of how they just get caught in between trying to do both. Like I don't know. And then they go on the big ship and then they're just they're just walking around, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right, so it's a PG kids movie by Disney. This wasn't even like sort of like you know one of those hidden Disney things that some only some people go, oh yeah, I guess that's owned by Disney. No, no, this was straight Disney. Okay, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's all like dramatic and crazy. The robot though, Vincent has those big eyes. It's oh, like if you put yeah. giant googly eyes on R two D two. Just imagine how fucking dumb that would be and how it'd take you out of it. It's giant googly eyes on R two D two. In only one scene, the eyes move like they're part of the puppet. 
And oh, I'm like, do? oh my god, this is their I fucking jaws. That. That's what they spent their money on, and he doesn't work. <laughs> like they go like kind of down or up or something. Uh, right, right. Yeah. They and how bobs are like permanently in like mm-hmm. a oh dear shape. Yeah. Why would you build a robot to look like that? Can we take a moment to we're talk about Bob? Gonna make a pathetic Bob. robot. Can we take uh, just we're a moment? We're gonna get to characters. We'll get to characters. Okay. All right. The last thing that I will say about some of the writing. Uh, I was going to comment on the brilliant line. It's what you might call a Mexican standoff. Um, but <laughs> I, Mexican standoff. Are you trying to take that? You're trying to re-landscape your house? You're going to take? You're going to tear that tree out or not? Uh, that tree and I are in a bit of a Mexican standoff right now. It's, it's, it's with an object are, of nature. Really? Are you going to go to the grocery store? Uh, the grocery store and I are in a Mexican standoff. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going later? Yeah. Is that what, like, yeah, I think that's what that means. We're going to do it later. Yeah. Uh, but there was a line where I think they're discovering the droids are kind of zombies or whatever. Okay. And it's kind of dramatic. And he says, they're more robot than human. And I thought, oh, God, taken straight from Star Wars. But wait, that isn't said until Jedi, which uh, this movie predates. So in this case, I'm giving okay. point to the black hole. And oh, that, okay. uh, that Jedi stole their, you know, he's more ma- uh, machine hey. than man. It's clear as his writing went on that uh, Lucas, well, when no one was helping him, he, w- he was probably watching the black hole true. and going, not fucking bad, Disney. Not too bad, Esteban Cubrico. Um, okay, and then the last thing I'll point out about just the writing and plot is like, with the droids, they're, they're a la Star Wars, there's an attempt at comedy that just oh, never God. works. So oh, like, yes. Correct. why does that fall so flat? There, there's a point, there was one point I was like, Oh, oh God! I think I think they wanted that to be funny. It's like appallingly <laughs> yeah. bad. So you know how like R two D two is just he's just like beep, 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 and you can put anything. It's the way they mm-hmm. react to yeah. it, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I wonder what R two said. It's kind of cute and funny. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's like maybe he's like quirking at him. Maybe he's cool. He seems cooler than the other one, so maybe he's saying cool stuff. What writer, when told, hey, um, steal that, steal the steal the robot and put him in this movie? What writer was like? I bet he was like an asshole, always doing Aesop's fables. What <laughs> like, if he was? What if he like a? What if he was a British soldier from World War One, but actually not a real one, but in like a movie about World War One? <laughs> so it's like this weird, strange British ideal from the early twentieth century. What if yes. that's him? What if that's mm-hmm. our robot in space? That looks like a floating aluminum beer keg with big Google eyes on it. <laughs> yes. Make sure you give him the biggest, right. dumbest eyes you can. That's it. It's that. It's like he's supposed to make him. <laughs> comical looking and then it's like just serious but, stuff yeah and the atmosphere of everything there's no boy yoing or any of that stuff the atmosphere is like just dead yeah i yes. said it before it's, it's dead. dead you look at him star wars has action and then comedy action and comedy serious dramatic comedy but it's just never that like dead feeling like it's almost dead air it there's takes no, the life out of both there's no talking air. to the like the the people who made these things where you're like i need a robot those eyes are really d- can it blink? Robots don't need to blink. But why do robots need eyes? Like, there's this, like, argument. <laughs> like, and then they're like, oh, shit, this was due when? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 tell. <laughs> so even the action is incredibly dead. So the robots, not even the mannequin robots, okay, or the uh, the humanoid ones, mm-hmm. the regular robots are stiff-legged. They can hardly the, move. Oh, my God. I right? laughed so hard when I saw the first, the so red, you the red ones. When you yeah, saw the, the red ones, how they, like, six people waddle around in plastic pants. They have oh knees, God. but the knees don't bend. Yeah. But they cool. kind of do this, right? Okay, so that's that's the bad guy robots. They move like you're moving an action figure around. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. yes. Imagine a stormtrooper that was going to shit its pants. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 where's, the, where's the nearest garbage smasher? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then the good guy robot, the beer keg, Vincent and his um, smashed up, beat up older model buddy. Bob. Vincent and Bob have like no moving parts, basically. Okay, like their head can kind of like go up and down a little bit, or sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they don't have moving parts. The bad guy robots are sort of like a mannequin that mm-hmm. can like sort of shuffle. Now there's a fucking action sequence between the two of them. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst one, the ultimate action sequence. And by the way, yeah. Ernest Borgnine is one of the action. Like he's an action hero, and he's fat and old. He rolls on the ground like in Dark Souls when you have too much equipment and you just sort of fall on the ground on the sides. <laughs> give anyone a place. Give Dark me a Souls. second. I, I just got... yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Don't use that. Winged old man and robots with no moving parts. Yeah. <laughs> It's shit. Like oh it's. God. Oh, oh my god. 
right. I rate the dialogue um, uh, seven out of ten Borg nines. <laughs> um, the, the other the other bit about the dialogue, real quick. There's the I, the guy who I think was in Psycho. Yeah, uh, Anthony Perkins. Yeah. Anthony Perkins, yep. uh, whose act, uh, whose whose character in this is questionably maybe mid fifties, like oldish man who's just interested in science. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a like I feel like the dialogue in this movie might have been like the minutes from a meeting of people complaining about it. Because there's a there's a part where one of the one of the the, the people from the good ship are like. Yeah, you can stay away from the black hole, but once you get in, it'll crush you. And then Anthony Perkins just goes, I'm sure he figured it out. And then, and then the bearded madman, Captain Ahab, just goes, yeah. Uh, right. I'm sure he figured it out. That That's the perfect transition. Let's talk about the characters. Thanks. Let's start well, with hold Anthony on. Perkins. I have, one, oh. I, have, I have a one more great line, which was when they realized that uh, all of those uh, road people, well, they're actually robots, like at the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, the one person says, it's the story to end all stories. A ship with robots and computers. <laughs> that was the pitch for this movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. who would have ever seen? Quick, tell our robot to go back to our spaceship. Right. That's <laughs> <the> reporter. <laughs> Recorded in the computer. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Say that line again. Horn- it was the story to end all stories. A ship with robots and computers. Yeah, that's horny reporter, uh, senior citizen Ernest Borgnine. Uh, I thought he yeah. was a priest. At that first, is absolutely. I didn't know. Yeah, that is Corey. Yeah, the costume. He does have a little thing. Right, I wondered right. that too. They all have yeah. their little like Star Trek insignia, but it's just they're like, no, no, don't put it there. It's too Star Trek. Get it closer to the neck so it looks like it's a tie that's fallen off. Yeah, <laughs> and though he is supposed to be a mad eccentric guy. The captain, okay. Captain Ahab or Captain Reinhardt, yeah. has a medal around his neck. Did you see that was part of his costume? Mm-hmm. He has like a Transylvania medal, yeah. like a like a vampire. He's, count. he's wearing like the Iron Cross or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So on the characters, uh, yeah. Let, uh, yeah. let's just start with um, Captain Nemo, uh, Doctor Hans Reinhardt. Um, as we've already said, he is one hundred percent Captain Nemo, to, to, right down to the beard. Um, any other thoughts or comments on uh, his character is an angry beard that has been drinking. Which <laughs> <laughs> again is still pretty much Captain Nemo. Uh, uh, hey, the one dimension or the obvious, the predictable kind of nature of it. That what what's the science officer's name? I don't D- know. Durant. I don't. Or they don't, don't have names. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they didn't. No one. Yeah. Anyway, science officer. None of as them. As soon as he gets on the ship, and it's like, even though they're still in danger, oh, yeah, and not Durant. sure about his intentions, it's already like. Well, hey, we should hear him out. This, like, it's such an obvious yeah. that he's just gonna like fall for it. He's, <laughs> hey, he's a good man of science. He just literally threatened our lives. You know, like first agent yeah. gullible Jim, you be quiet. <laughs> and by the way, played by an Academy Award winning or Academy Award nominated. Yeah. Ooh. So let's uh, talk about Alex Durant. Yeah. Anthony Perkins. I was like, oh hell yeah, Anthony Perkins is something else. Yeah. And Borgnine's not a bad actor either, by the way. I mean, they have, no, some, they have, have some a couple of A good, actors on here. Yeah, absolutely. They have some real good Yeah, uh, Borgnine talent. was in fucking Airwolf, so... But, like, they were both playing old man. Borgnine was playing, I think every, everyone that doesn't look like me doesn't speak English, shout in your face, uh, old man. <laughs> and Anthony Perkins playing um, uh, prudently invested, uh, quiet old grandpa. It's like dueling yeah. grandpas. He, uh-huh. his favorite, my favorite line from uh, Anthony Perkins was, Reinhardt will solve the one final mystery that has eluded mankind. I, what yeah. happens when you fly into a black hole? That, that's we the know one literally every single yeah. other thing. When they talked about going into the black hole, it's like, and straight into what might be the mind of God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a, the mind of God. Well, it could be anything. You fucking idiot. Anything could be in there. Could be God's brain. <laughs> Or it just could be a whole could bunch be, of matter. It could be just infinitely dense. Could be perhaps. a Sabaro. I mean, who could knows? Be a <laughs> there could be a Sabaro in but there. But like, then old man, old man with dementia, Ernest Borgnine's like, it's the truly the most destructive thing on the universe. I wouldn't go in. Like, no <laughs> shit, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> but also, if, if humanity really does grandpa. know, if humanity really does know every single other thing, then just send a damn ship into a black hole. <laughs> Why would have you already done that? Also, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Run that shit. Yeah. Remember, he's Let's like, learn I, it all and be done. I just sent one through. I'm waiting for the data. Like, <laughs> um, my other comment I had for Anthony Perkins was that like, I had a real hearty LOL when he died. Um, 
because oh his my face has—he had—he's sh- been phoning it in. He has shown no he, like emotion or like care to be on set. Hasn't moved, and then suddenly when the robe, the one robot st- stretches out its like blades that start spinning, he holds yeah. a book in front. And I, to be fair to the movie, I was like, well, "What the fuck's that going to do? Absolutely nothing." The blades <laughs> go right through, and then you finally yeah. see his face go, Whoa! and then he's—it shows his futile science is futile in the face of da- you know the dangerous right, uh, right. face by. Mankind. My reaction to the death Esteban was just like, okay, so nothing has happened in the movie. It's been just so slow. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. again, this is a Disney, like, kids movie. And then a robot rushes at him with a fucking, like, uh, like a blender blade mm-hmm. rotating, grinds up his intestines, and then he falls down and gets electrocuted <laughs> like the Emperor yeah. in Star Wars. Like, what the fuck? Thank you. Yes. Thank Zero you. to 10,000. So, yeah. Because this is a great point for me. So, first of all, yeah, he made a robot oh, that not only can kill with lasers like the rest of them, he has, like, a, gar- a spinning garden weasel rotor that he just uses to grind people in a gruesome way, right? But it kids also, movie. yeah, it's all kids' movie. It's, also, it's not like the robot is holding out. It's not even the robot's arms. The robot's arms are still down at mm-hmm. its side, stiffly, and it's yeah. just this weird little thing that like flips up out of his like the side like of his armpit. Fourth Goro arm. Yeah, or like right. it's, it's like set. this little thin little thing that flips up out of his armpit. Well, his arms are still stiffly by his side, so it's it didn't comical. Reach out. And then right. horrible. It murdered you like getting close to you in an elevator that's getting crowded. Like yeah. just, now <laughs> just body on, got let me, close to you. Let me get there. Yep. So oh, okay. now I've eviscerated you. Bob, right? Oh, so back robot. to uh, um, Slim Pickens, the well, what in tarnation forest <laughs> cowboy? Why did you make a robot with that voice? Whatever, fine. Oh okay? my god! <laughs> but when he is tr- so, he's explaining to Vincent and maybe the other two pilot, like the the captain and the second in command, hotshot guy. He's explaining to them about how they're already dead, you know, and like he he says. <laughs> Like, you know, they, they're just like meat kept alive by computers. He goes, death is their only release. It's a kid's movie. That's what the death Disney is their says. only release. In that silly oh, cowboy God. prospector voice. Death is their only release. <laughs> what the fuck? Sometimes death is better. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Holy shit. I'm programmed to seek the sweet release of death. Yeah. I mean, he he has a death scene, too. I can't make it. And he says, you know, my secondary backup re-squirts. My main circuit's rusted. Yeah, let me actually read that quote, because that's my favorite part. That is my number one favorite (laughs) part of the movie. Oh, okay. Where the... Bob Slim Pickens is dying, and it and it's that like you know cowboy. I'm bleeding out. You go on without me, and so but it's yeah. two trash can keg robots with googly eyes, and one yeah. of them says, "My hover stabilizer's gone. My main circuit's blown, and both backups are failing." <laughs> <laughs> Matt, just imagine that you and I are oh drunk as God. shit, staring at two kegs oh and kind of wiggling them with our feet, and I'm like. Don't die, buddy. <laughs> wiggle in mine. And then you wiggle yours and go, no, I can't go on. And then we're just drunk and laughing and pissing ourselves because we're two drunk morons. That's like, that's a better yeah, scene. That's what, the level just of drama a, here. All you have to do is just imagine R2-D2 doing that to R2-D2. Yes. Right. Because, like, it's, well, wait a minute. He would just sort of have to, like, be awkwardly, like, falling over, and then, the, like, his head would be kind of spinning, but there's just two trash cans and sitting there. It's the cowboy scene where it's, like, lifting up your head as you're, you know, the yeah. dying one with an arrow Kids, in yeah. his chest, and you're lifting, but it's just the two trash It's It's in the black hole. Right. It's <laughs> right. Yeah. in the black hole. <laughs> as he's coughing up little yeah. nuts yeah. and bolts. So, okay. It's the actually kid, a gold hole. You and me are going to make the, it back to Arkansas. <laughs> Vincent is the kids, like, that's the one the kids are going to like, right? Mm-hmm. And then Bob <laughs> is even more, like, likable and goofy. And, like, he's the sad puppy, the three-legged puppy or something like that. Yeah, the like kids that. are going to like the ones who are They're quoting like all the Bob. weird mm. literature. And they killed Bob <laughs> shortly after <laughs> they, they ground him. up the intestines of another guy. After a horrific, you see the spinning thing, and it's coming closer. It's coming closer. Jesus Christ! This is. <laughs> woof. Uh, yeah. Well, you you just mentioned R two three PO. What my one thing about that stood out uh, that made me say, "What the fuck?" There's early on, he's like fighting some robots or droids or something, and he has like plastic wrenches that he's like slowly yeah. knocking them over the head. 
Later on in the movie, he starts fucking shooting lasers. I was like, wait, you can shoot lasers? Why were you Why were you touching right. them with the plastic also, wrench earlier? He asks right. Slim Pickens, the trash can robot, he goes, hey, can you permanently unlock my laser blasters? Like, <laughs> yeah. Because, American. as Humans it's 20% kind of, of the movie, a, you know what I'm saying. there's a huge laser robot shindig standoff. Yeah, That is yeah, one of my well, favorite yeah, there, parts of this terrible movie. There's robots like playing a video game, sort of. I, where they just shoot lasers, and that's a major chunk of the movie. Yes. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like the uh, shooting contest was ri- ridiculous. You know, in Star Wars, where they like go down the trench, and there's those turrets like shooting at them. Imagine if 20 minutes of Star Wars was from inside one of those turrets, but they were just practicing because it's a game. <laughs> yeah, at light bulbs, oh. and then with that stiff stuff, pretend cowboy. Yeah, like, and yeah. also that the oh robots God. were doing it and being dicks to each other. Like that's their pissing yeah. contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Okay, then that's going to be a good segue to special effects oh and God. production. Let's any any last comments on characters? We haven't have we touched enough on Ernest no, Borgnine? I mean, we, we've been going for a while. Yeah, already, uh, yeah. So my I have a couple of Borgnine quotes. Uh, his very first line in the movie: "My God, right out of Dante's Inferno." <laughs> <laughs> what is? Uh, oh, dude, um, this spaceship. You know when Dante was writing about black holes. <laughs> later, uh-huh. later when he when um, they're trying to get a, a game plan together to save the day. He goes, you go get two scientific whizzes to figure out the computers. To figure out the computers. That's how he thinks this all works. Like, figure out the computers. The, the last, toward, towards the end, uh, he, there's a line where I went, rewound to make sure how many times he said this. He goes, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah, he's oh really going God. to do it. And I feel like the other guy forgot his line and he's this trying to like... Is going to do, yeah. He's okay. trying to be like, remember, uh, he's going to do it. Uh-huh. He's going to do, do it do now, it. Bob. Yeah. But the editor's like, these are all great takes. These are all hot takes. <laughs> Every one of these. Gold. They're this too is, good. This is classic Borgnine each time. I say we leave it in. And I think he was talking... This is Oscar moment. ...to Robert Forster, who also is a, in a lot of uh, well-respected movies uh, and a good actor, who... but. In this movie, he was like phoning it into a phone that was phoning it in on speaker mode. It was just like that was just playing to a bum sleeping in that phone booth. <laughs> Who then told it to an exec? It's, uh, okay, yeah, Forsters. So then, Moving lastly, on. the the overall production. What? It, let's talk special effects. The um, the 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 design. You know, we talked about the two and a half minute orchestral opening for this epic. Mm. Um, Early on, we see like a, a Tron-like space grid uh, for no reason. For absolutely for no, reason. no reason. It's just stupid. That was well. That was the hype of the day. That was the um, bullet time from the Matrix of the day. Anyone who could yeah. do that, they this just throw true. that shit in there. This yep. predates Tron by like three or four years. I'll tell you what. I rate the VFX in this terrible movie nine out of ten green grids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty perfect. Most of the time, it's not bad. It wasn't terrible there's a lot of like oh boy you can really see the green glowing around these people's the right. edges of these people but for the time uh, even okay for the time how wait. many green glows did you see in star wars but okay. star wars is like the two years more older. than the gold standard more it's than the gold al- standard it's also two years older <laughs> okay yeah. the set design one of the one of the good guys is walking around the ship that's empty and is weirded out by it and he's walking through a dormitory and he peeks into one of these little like A-frame huts on. Yeah. Uh, he peeks into one of these space teepees, and the fr- there's two framed images of gears on the wall as he opens up a closet full of spacesuits. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's nice. Yeah, these are boy, those are good, like aren't a, they? That's like what a, robots want, like right? A glamour yeah. shot of a transmission. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're in ah, space. That's the old 30 tooth transfer gear. I Ooh. remember that one. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, yep. This flywheel. You just, Damn. Hey, come over to my hut. on that bitch. And when you show someone, you're like, I like space stuff. <laughs> but no, no, he's a robot now. That's like yeah. the porn that Bender looks oh, at, right? Like yeah. wiring diagrams. Gears. Now that they've all been turned into robots, that's his, like, that's his pinup. <laughs> I, I think they're... Uh, when I think of the special effects, this is where I think they really were trying to go, like going through a checklist of like Star Wars did this, let's try to do that. Uh, so even to go back to your 20 minutes of playing the laser game, 
I thought, <laughs> you know, in Star Wars, they're on the Millennium Falcon and they say, Let, let's play space chess. Let's like show a quick uh, a game that they would play to create this universe. And so I think they were like, yeah, what's a game you'd play on a spaceship? Uh, kids like arcade games, uh, lasers. But again, the, it lasted for 20 minutes. It had no mm. actual... Uh, it, it, it somehow it became a focus rather than a like a little detail that helps build the universe. Mm-hmm. Also, I understand Han shot first, and that kind of helps that character. But R three CPO is trying to stand up for Bob, who's a better shot than the asshole robot. Um, mm-hmm. Challenges him to a shoot off, and at the end shoots him. So he <laughs> yes, yes. he's like, hey, guess what? I think I'm better than you. Oh, so I'm murdering you. Like that's right. our- <laughs> like we're gonna do skeet shot or skeet shooting, and then he just Dick Cheney's him right. in the just, face, yes. turns to the side, and blows his face with a shot. You should have shot yeah. me, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess I found the real target, or but it's mm. some Shakespeare quote or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, God. Corey, to go back to the uh, the giant ball of the the jelly red <laughs> floating asteroid that some or meteor mm. that somehow ends up on the ship, and then it turns into like a hard lava ball that's rolling at them. I think that was, well, it, it doesn't make any sense. I think that was one of the best special effects in the movie. I would agree with that. It's that great. The, it was the one shot of the giant one that's rolling, like that one actually looked good. What right. it looks like is um, if you go to like a science museum and they have like a really big display of the planets and like the sun's like a really big ball, but it's like got mm-hmm. that cool like sun texture on it. Imagine yeah. if that was rolling down yeah. a space corridor <laughs> yes. while you were trying to cross a bridge. <laughs> it makes and, oh, no the, sense why it looks the way it the does. The old lady sure. tripped and so did the, the robot who hovers for some reason. But that that is uh, <laughs> yeah. that scene is actually in the New York Times review where uh, the critic said, it's an attractively unpretentious and at times quite snappy film. <laughs> Among the more sensational stunts is a shot of a huge molten meteor rolling towards a crew of tiny people who appear right in its path. So I think, like, maybe in 19... That's all you needed? It was like, oh, cool, look at that shot. Like, it, it makes no Even sense. though it was a, decent, a molten was, meteor. Yeah, molten meteor. Uh, he didn't question uh, that one. <laughs> right, right, but... <laughs> right, but for, as far as effects, that wasn't that was bad. Good. Yeah, I liked was good. Also, the, like, this was an shots era where... Of the ship. This yeah. was an era where if you went to a movie and you were like, I hear there's a meteor in it, and you see it, you're like, there it is. You're satisfied. <laughs> yes, that, that's yeah, what I was, bought that a was five the bar. right there. Oh, that's the thing he said, huh? Damn, that was well, the bar. All be dipped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ben, I'm with you. The there were some pretty quality shots of the end where they're outside the black hole where I actually go, wow, damn, that was a really good shot. As it like, breaks yeah. apart, as it lights up, the model was excellent. Yeah, there were there were a few where it's like. Where it looked good, and then there are a few where it's like you know you're you're shooting way too close to that model. Like you, you can, yeah, it's a model that yeah. just like sort of sadly tipped over. What are you doing? I also like how for RC3PO or whatever that thing is uh, for Vincent, the design is like, what if he was R2D2? But oh, that'd be way too, that that would be clear stealing. Make him look like mm-hmm. he, he's an X-wing turd or like a little egg. <laughs> but let's make him look like a component from an X-wing. Yeah. Yes. He did uh, have, uh, in one of the scenes, he uses the exact same R2-D2 protuberance. Yes, the arm does. comes yeah, out. Yeah, six yeah, little protuberance. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that is... Uh, During his action sequence fight. Dude, yeah, he, I, well. C-3PO could move like a human, and I didn't want to see him fight. He's a fucking robot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, yeah, remember all yeah. those fights that R two D two got in? It's like, oh, I want to see my sure. robot bartender and my robot encyclopedia fight. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine R two D two with a little protuberance, but it's holding like a butterfly knife, and he's, he's, in, he's in a knife fight with another droid that looks just like him. Yeah, and R two D two has an that, earring for some reason. Yeah, but imagine that this is completely one hundred percent dead serious with cartoon yeah. eyes that never blink. Dead, yeah, empty cartoon also eyes. Also, paste big. Uh, unblinking cartoon eyes. That sounds like a real Mexican standoff right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Indeed. Uh, In space. Okay, so should we go with verdict? Yep. For for the special effects, I just wanted to mention that they get on their little, like, monorail thing, and it's like, okay, this is definitely, like, 60s, 70s sci-fi. They always have, like, the weird little monorail carts that take them everywhere. But then at the end, it starts doing corkscrews, even though it's a monorail... Yeah, you gotta have fun. You're out in space. How are they doing? You know what? But it's doing corkscrews. But there's. I wondered about that myself. (laughs) When they go into the black hole on their way to heaven, 
Um, yes, which is we should like probably a, at least touch on that. Yeah, like a Russian should. centrifuge with this, like <laughs> during the two thousand and one, you know, Dave goes into the monolith sequence. They uh, they're they're in this crazy Russian like centrifuge thing that I thought was the coolest shot of the movie, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's so, the one that sold it for me. Mm-hmm. We do if need to talk about that point. The, yeah, we have to the mention last the ending. seven minutes where they they go. <laughs> oh yeah, remember two thousand one Space Odyssey? Uh-oh. That was pretty fucking. We're gonna cool. have to go into uh, yeah. where they take. They just say everything that you saw before. Let's uh, let's let's make the next part of this movie Space Odyssey time travel. And so I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Uh, so yeah, go ahead, Ben. Okay, so in the beginning. Uh, they're looking at the black hole before they discover there's a ship, and the second-in-command hotshot says, man, uh, every time I see one of those things, I expect to see a man in a red suit with a pitchfork. And I thought, that's a dumbest fucking shit. You're a scientist, <laughs> you're in space, and it's a black hole. Why do you? What do you mean you expect to see that? Now, if you saw it, said that about a volcano, but whatever, that's dumb as fuck. Now, they're going into the black hole, and it's all good, oh, it's getting crazy. All of a sudden... It's a hell scene, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that red robot, the mm-hmm. man with the sort of spinny pitchfork, but now he has Google or human eyes inside his mask, uh, and they're moving around. Apparently, that was supposed a, to be the doctor, gotcha. but the do- I, didn't yeah. get, I didn't get that until I read the Wikipedia synopsis. Oh, myself. no, no, no. So I didn't one. either. It's just like now he's sort of a lot. But wait, so there's a devil. But now they're in hell, but something, and then. But like they just go to a hell scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's just like, well, here's hell. Scene. It's not for like some a, reason. Somehow the black hole is hell. No, and it's just what the now we're there. Fuck! And at the top, there's that like glowing sort of window, and you go through that, yeah, which then is there's sort of more like, like a stained heaven. glass window, and then there's something. Like okay, I'm gonna be real honest. This is the one bit of the movie that I remembered. We watched this when we were a kid. <laughs> we were kids. Yes. I remember. Are we talking about the ending? No spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. Spoiler. We just said the ending. <laughs> they all go through the black hole. One goes to heaven. One goes to hell. Um, the Captain Nemo uh, and his terrible robot, of course, go to hell. But while they're um, while they're traveling through the black hole, Nemo's like, "Well, it sucks being out in space." So he crawls inside his robot, and that works. Um, and then he goes through, and he's in this like fiery landscape. And as a kid, I distinctly remember going, "Yeah, you'd need like a spacesuit to survive on." Like, "Oh my God, he can experience all these other worlds now." Look, he's on a fiery one. I did not. Mm. Assume, I did not know he went to hell. It's so fucking. <laughs> I didn't it's remember that. End. It's like he's like, I'll call this new place hell. And <laughs> it went over my head. I was just like, sweet, he gets to explore. That's amazing. Yeah. So. Matt or Grant, did you or did you guys watch it no, as a kid? No. I've never seen it before. Did not recall. I've never okay. even heard of it. Corey, I remember Maximilian, mm-hmm. and I remember the robots had those double guns. Yeah. I thought those double guns uh, were badass, and I just remember thinking cool. it was a cool space movie. I talked to one of the other dads camping Makes last weekend. It's hard to aim. Told him we were going to do this situation, uh-huh. and... uh uh, he's like, oh my god, that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Mm. Don't they like turn everyone into robots or something? It was all, oh, I hated that movie. It scared the hell out of right. me. Mm. And I, I, he's probably a couple years younger than I am, but yeah. I definitely remember the like the face reveal of the zombie people, and I was like, I'm scared of this fucker. And the dude uh, inside the, sh- the, like, the robot, I was like, hey man, that's not ideal. That's terrifying as well, but I guess, you know... To explore the yeah. cosmos, you gotta make you know, gotta break a couple eggs there. You want to explore the <laughs> omelet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yep. I'm actually gonna defend the last uh, seven minute sequence uh, because I think it is perfectly in line with any with other movie. movie who says like like they're um, fuck what's that one with Matthew McConaughey and they go near like a black Interstellar. Yes. It's the same shit. Like, we're still trying... Like, movies constantly... Anytime you deal with black holes, some sort of space-time continuum, wormhole, we get some crazy interpretation of it's going to be crazy lights, and then maybe people age, and then maybe people don't, and maybe you're in another universe. And, like, it never makes any sense. And so I'm kind of like, you know what? I don't think this is that different. It's just that it's tacked on to the end of this horrible, shitty movie that was so unrelated to what happened. This Disney space adventure for kids. Um, Yeah, it's a Disney space adventure for kids. You know how the kids loved 2001? Yeah, kids. The life and death, the cosmic cosmic reality of, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what are your final ratings, your final thoughts on the black hole? Okay, I rate it. Uh, an Elmo doll with a realistic sized human penis. <laughs> because. <laughs> Just one? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, just one just because one. it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's kind of funny. It's kind of weird, but it is not for kids. It's not something that you should show a kid. It's not one of those double-sided human penises. No, no, it's one real like hairy human man's uncut penis attached to a soft uh, 14-inch tall Elmo doll. Does it like seem what's that? Wait, does it seamlessly blend in like the pubic hair is like Elmo's hair? Or no, 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 it's like glued on. You just see like you know human pubes just like stuck on there. It's that not like, is the most like growing out like fruit on a tree. You're like, look, it's seamless. And when, when does one become the next? No, you're just like, no, this is, this is, there's tape involved. It's just fucked up. Like, and I don't, I like fucked up weird stuff. Although this is kind of dumb. But it's just like, that's not what kids need to. That's the most perfect way to describe this oh movie. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Shit, edit Corey. my response before his. Let's end on that one. Oh, yes, let's yeah, edit. Yeah, I have nothing. Okay, Corey. I was just going to mm. say, uh, I, I I rate it three out of ten holes. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, the, it's the most clearest rush job of like, take three movies and make a movie out of it and hurry up. Ernest Borgnine's going to die. Uh, <laughs> or maybe he was at his prime. I don't know what it was, but they had to get had to get <laughs> had to get Borgie in there. Um, uh, uh, I remember this movie being vastly different. Uh, yeah, not yeah, better. Me too. I remember it sucking. Uh, you know what? Here's I, yeah. the thing. Uh, number of times I wanted to text Matt and tell him that this movie sucked is like ten out of ten, and the number of times <laughs> oh. I did text Matt to tell him that this movie was terrible is one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Death is their only release. <laughs> yeah. What? That should have been on if, the cover. I don't know if you guys noticed it too, but there's the the moment where they're rescuing this the stiff lady from the robots that are gonna lobotomize her. The or whatever. princess Leia scene. Yeah. yeah. He's he's fighting. Uh, one of the guys is fighting some robots and. They're playing music that seems like it should be playing during the end credits. During this, <laughs> like, the metal mm-hmm. ceremony from Battle Star to the Wars death. There's lasers that are about to murder them. Yeah. And it's just like, happy, like, hooray, bum, we did bum, it kind of music. Bum, bum, yeah, it's, bum, bum. it's like, hooray, we did it. It's all over. Goodbye. See you next time. <laughs> As the, he's fighting a robot to the death on a yeah. conveyor belt that will murder both of them. <laughs> it's like it's like they named the pieces of the music like the the beginning the something the escape. This one's called like the end, and they put it at the end. And it's like, no, 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 that's the like, name wait. of it. It doesn't go at the end. It's... <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I give it four out of four. Uh, broke down, bleeding out cowboy robot <laughs> <death> scenes. <laughs> And to you, little Captain Travis, I recommend watching it just oh for that God. scene. Uh, yeah. Well, if you have any thoughts on this fantastic film, uh, email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, and to see uh, fun uh, artwork, you can follow us at freelegaladvicepodcast on Instagram. And if you like the show, hey, tell a friend. Uh, we, we like doing it, uh, and... Yep, you should share the uh, the reviews of these these hot movies. You should share our hot takes mm-hmm. uh, uh, with other people you think that. Where might else get are you going to find a podcast that reviews movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. That's a good but idea. How many of them review them with uh, <laughs> Elmo dolls with human penises? <laughs> Not very many. I, I don't think only no one's going to steal that rating system from us. <laughs> <laughs> What do yeah. you think of driving Miss Daisy? I was the four out of five almost all yeah. the human penises. <laughs>